turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Sean Azaro, the senior pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. A church that exists to help people like you find the real life you were created for and find it to the full. That's what Jesus promised in John 10.10. Today we continue in a series called Fear Not and Sean focuses on parenting when it comes to facing that fear. What if I'm not on the same page as my spouse? Well, today's version of Reaching for Real Life will be a little fun because Pastor Sean brings up Pastor Lori Azaro, Mrs. Azaro, for some parenting Q&A. Reachingforreallife.org has this full message, sermon notes, and series available for free. If you feel led to bless this listener-supported radio ministry, then please do so today. There's a place to give at reachingforreallife.org. It's part two of the message called Fearless Parenting. It's in the series called Fear Not. Continue with the Q&A with Pastor Sean and Pastor Lori. And then Pastor Sean closes out in Deuteronomy 11. It's time for Reaching for Real Life Radio. Uh, in San Antonio, if you grew up, a lot of people know the power of the chancla. Do you have your own? Uh, what was your method there in discipline? There? <laughs> the chancla. I don't know what that is. Que es la chancla? Que es chancla? What was your method of, uh, we had a wooden spoon. Oh, right? oh, 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 yes. Oh, okay. Yes. okay. Gringos, um, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Did you yeah. just say gringos, ladies <laughs> <Yeah>. and gentlemen? <laughs> well, uh, we we believed in spankings, and so um, what do you use? I want to well, know. Okay, what, what I use? Ask my kids about the white sandal. They'll tell you the about white the white sandal. sandal. The yeah. white yeah. sandal. The white sandal. <laughs> my dad had a deal called the nail belt. Oh, I don't want. I'm know. not kidding. <laughs> it was rough when but I was you growing didn't up. Use a nail belt. I didn't use a nail belt. You know, no, I had little wooden things in it. No. <laughs> Now, God created both you guys uniquely yes. there, too. I'm probably confident that your style of parenting might be a little different than Sean's. How, does, yes. how do y'all work that in between the two of you guys when it comes... Always harmoniously. What do you mean? Well, of course. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, as you can tell, Sean and I are very different people, and so we see things very differently with our kids. We had the same goals and objectives where we wanted them to be, but getting there... Um, methodology was very different. And so it actually ended up being a good balance, not that there weren't struggles along the way, but like I'm very regimented and and scheduled and, you know, there's plans and structure. And so when they were little, that worked great because your kids need all of that. When they got older and I had to let go of some of that control, um, it was good because he, he is more just kind of free hands. And as long as I step back, I think it was a good balance. It was yeah. a good balance. And I think it's really, Lori brought a whole lot of things to the table that I knew were important. I might not, I definitely wouldn't have brought them as well, but I might not have brought them at all. I mean, I, I believe in discipline, but I'm more arranged and kind of let them operate free and arranged, which again, as they got older, was exactly right. And so it, it what was a, a stark difference, you know, when, we, when the kids moved out and they were fully out and we were empty nesters, we said, Wow, what do we fight about now? We have no, <laughs> I mean, the kids aren't here. What do we, what do we fight over? But, but we really did see that. While it was occasionally a point of conflict, 
it was more often than not a point of strength because of the diversity. Yeah. You said earlier the, the world that we're growing up in today is not the world that we grew up in, or that our kids are growing up in. It's not yeah. the same ones that we or our, our parents, uh, for that right. matter. So with all these concerns of, of the world that, 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 that they have to navigate, how do you deal with that potential fear for their future? Yeah. I, think, I think everything about parenting involves lots and lots of prayer. Um, so obviously preface it with prayer, but I think, um, it's very, very important that we make sure that our kids are grounded in the word of God. They know what it teaches. They know why, um, God tells us to do those things. And, and they know the blessing on the other side of that same on the same, um, line of thinking, they need to know what the world is saying and what our culture says. And our culture and our world only presents one side of what they're telling us to live, they don't let you see the broken side of it. And yeah. so I think it's real important for kids to see if you live this way, it ends up in brokenness and hurt. And so obviously it's age appropriate, but they need to be grounded in the truth and then understand why the Lord teaches us to live that way because here's what the world will tell you and it ends up in brokenness. Yeah, that's mm. good. That's good. Uh, one of the things that we observed as parents is each phase, each stage was awesome and we were sad when it left, but there was something cool and new in the next phase stage. Because what we discovered is God was in every one of those stages. He was in every one of those seasons, if you will. And that's what gives me hope as a parent and a grandparent, right? It's not just what my kids are going to have to face, what my grandkids are going to have to face, but I know the God who walked us through each season is going to walk them through each season. And that is what, I look at the future through the lens of the goodness of God and my faith that has been built kind of line upon line, precept upon precept as I've followed him. And I know he's going to be there for them. Mm. Yeah. Good, good, good. Uh, Just final thought there, big difference between fear not and worry. You worry, but from what I'm hearing, fear not, God's got this. Right. 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 Very good. Sean, would you pray for our families? I'd love to. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness and your grace. I thank you for all these wonderful folks, and every one of us are part of a family. And I pray that you would bless those families. Help us to disciple our children, disciple one another, and to look at life, look at parenting, look at our kids' future through the lens of faith. You're going to be there. We thank you, Lord. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Lori and Sean Azaro. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Wasn't that more fun than me? Just blah, blah, blah. So here's the main point of the message. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. The secret to raising fearless kids is learning to be faith-filled parents. In other words, everything we do, everything we see is through the lens of God is real. He is present. He has a life for us, and he's going to be with us. Deuteronomy 11, 18 through 21, I love this, this passage. God's speaking through Moses, and Moses is writing this down and lets the people know, you shall therefore lay up these words of mine, listen, in your heart and in your soul. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand. They shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You think he's serious about his words? You shall teach them to your children. Listen to how they're doing it. Talking to them when you're sitting at the house, when you're walking by the way, when you lie down, when you rise. If we were writing that today, we'd say, as, as you're driving to school or to soccer practice, as you're working in the backyard, as you're heading out for the weekend, talk about these things. Integrate it into your life. 
when you lie down, when you rise, verse 20, when you, you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, as long as the heavens are above the earth. What I love about that passage is it starts with us, parents, adults, mentors, disciplers. It starts with us. You shall lay these words of mine in your heart and your soul. Bind them. It's a sign in your hands and in your head. It's got to be real to us. Our faith is where it starts. I can't drop my kids off at church somewhere or at Sunday school, or I can't send them to a Christian school and go, oh, they're going to get it, it'll be fine, and then not live a life of faith myself. That's messed up, okay? Because they, we all know this. More is caught than taught. We know they learn from what we do more than what we say. They are going to become who we are. That's just a principle of parenting. I've seen it over and over and over again. They kind of become who we are. Our faith has got to start with us. It's got to be real to us. But then we teach it to them. Then it's passed on to them, and it's taught in every area of life. It's not just in church or Christian school, but it's as we do the chores. It's as we start a family business. It's as we all buy a house together. Include them in the faith journeys, in the questions, in the things we learn. As they go through life's issues and struggles, it's all an opportunity to teach them, look, see what God's doing. What does God's word say? Oh, that's what God meant. The secret to raising fearless kids is learning to be faith-filled parents. A couple observations. Number one, remember that the God who is with you will be with them. That's what I was talking about in the interview. The God who is with you will be with them. Because that's one of the big things. As I think about my kids, I couldn't imagine 10 years ago that I would be dealing with the things, that we'd be talking about the things that we're talking about right now. And it's accelerated. I think things speed up because of technology. Ideas, weird ideas, off-the-wall ideas, patently false ideas, they spread faster because of technology. And so 10 years ago, I could never have imagined that we'd be talking about some of the things we're talking about and that we'd be trying to normalize some of the things we're trying to normalize. Well, what's it going to be like 10 years from now? What are my kids as parents then of teenagers? What are they going to have to deal with? How about my grandkids, who Lori and I are super involved. We spend all kinds of time. We love those kids. But 25, 30 years from now, when they're raising their kids, what are they going to be having to wrestle with? And I'll tell you what, I'm a man of faith, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not terribly fear-driven. But if there's something that can make me kind of go, oh, God, I don't know, it's that. It's that. Until I remember, oh, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition, make my requests known to God. With thanksgiving make my request known to God. Because the God who's been with me is going to be with them. And a quick study of world history, this is great, quick study of world history will show you how God can take care of people in really difficult, dark situations. Church history, just world history, just look and see what God has done through scripture, but then also in just in the last 2,000 years. How God has found a way in the midst of incredible persecution or incredible upheaval and turmoil. He's taking care of his people. He can do the same for us. He can do the same for our kids and our grandkids. I don't need to be afraid. I look into the future with hope because we entrust our children into his care. That's the secret. Not just when they're 16 and they go out and drive for the first time, although that is a night for prayer and fasting. I get it. But even beyond, one of the things that is the most awesome as a parent, and we're in this stage now, watching your adult children start to build faith stories of their own where they pray for something and they listen for God's voice and step out in faith and then watch God do something. That. And watch them start to tell you and testify 
of the goodness of the Lord, start to testify of how God took care of them. And you know their faith is getting stronger because they're learning that, wait a minute, he is greater and he is faithful. That's powerful. And what this also does is reminds me that they're his, not mine. One day, they're going to leave my house. And now I'm going to be coach, mentor, parent, friend, but not parent like when they were under our roof. Secret to raising fearless kids is learning to be faith-filled parents. Hey, let's take a quick minute to remind you, you're listening to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro, a listener-supported ministry of River City Community Church in this message called Fearless Parenting. It's in the series called Fear Not, which is available right now on the sermon page at reachingforreallife.org. And while you're there, if you've been blessed by this teaching, your gift of any amount helps this radio ministry continue to help others. Just find the Donate tab at reachingforreallife.org. And in fact, your gift of any amount will get you the latest book from Pastor Sean Azar. 302 Books, a division of Salem Media Group, presents A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life, Rediscovering the Gift of the Spirit, authored by Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. Growing up in and around Pentecostal churches, I really learned to appreciate the role of the Spirit in the life of the believer. But I also saw what I considered to be imbalance and excess in some of our churches when it came to how we taught about the infilling. Now available at Amazon.com, Sean Azaro shares his most requested teaching and radio broadcast Podcast series in a devotional form, encouraging you to embrace the Spirit-filled life. I wrote in a devotional style to encourage readers to examine the Scripture with fresh eyes and make room for the Lord to speak about the role of the Spirit in our lives. The goal of the whole book is to simply make you hungry for more of the Spirit. Order your copy of A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life by Sean Azaro today at Amazon or reachingforreallife.org. And now the conclusion of the message, Fearless Parenting. This is Reaching for Real Life Radio. Second thing I think that will help us in this is to teach your children to trust him daily. Teach them to trust him daily. And what that means is every single day, not just in a general sense, but in all the stuff of our lives. See, faith is a worldview. It's not just the kind of the religious partment of our life. We have a religious compartment that we put everything in. That's our Sunday school part. That's the, the Jesus part. And then there's all the other things we do. Faith isn't like that. Faith is the way, it's a worldview. It's a way of looking at the world. And so I need to bring that, teach them to trust the Lord daily in every little thing. And basically, and we talk about discipleship, this is basically what it is. Listen for his voice and do what he says. That's what I want people to learn to do. Through the word of God, through, through prayer, through their community, through community, all the things, I want them to listen for his voice and do what he says. Because that's how you grow, that's how you multiply in this faith of ours. And if I'm gonna do that, if I'm gonna teach them to trust it daily, they have to watch me do it. That's where it starts. We have, they have to, we have to lead by example. So they need to know, dad and mom, we're people of the word. So when we wonder about how to make a decision or how to respond to something, well, what does the word say? They, they know, they see me with the word of God. We talk about the word of God. It has to be normal in your life. It's not some kind of odd thing that we bring up one day a week and then we put it away. No, it's the center. God's voice in our lives is the center. So the word and then prayer, they understand God is with you. You are with him every single day. Talk to him throughout the day. Spend time with him. Teach them the gift of prayer, the power of prayer. It's the greatest gift God ever gave. The creator of the universe allows us just to walk in anytime we want. Say, Father, I need to talk. Okay, come on in. Worship in community. Worship and community, this is so important. And folks, 
I mean, I know I, I hammer on this a little bit, but it's, it's like it makes me crazy. I feel like I'm, I'm beating my head against a wall sometimes. There are parents who say, oh, Jesus is the center. Following Jesus is the most important thing in my kid's life. I want them, I want them to follow Jesus. And, and, and then when it comes to Christian community, being a part of the church, being a part of a community of believers, which is a core spiritual discipline because it's how we're wired and how important it is as we follow Jesus that we be in community. But that's the thing that's always last. Well, I, I would have them as part of the youth ministry, but, you know, the soccer team they're on, it, it, it's, a, it's a club team. It's important. So, so they can't be a part of the youth ministry anymore. Oh, okay. Now, they're going to be, they are spiritual people, and they're going to live for eternity. And they are going to be parents, they're going to be family members, they're going to be employees, they're going to be all, all this. And you are in their most formative years saying they, it's not important that they be a part of Christian community, but it's really important that they be part of that soccer team. And when I say it like that, they think I'm being rude. And I don't care. Because I care about this stuff matters. I've seen, do you know how many parents I've seen who are stunned, scra- literally, and, and they come to me scratching their heads. Oh, man, they, they, they just they went off to college and they stopped going to church. Yeah, and now, now they're married and they, they really don't have time for faith and their kids aren't in church. I don't know what happened. And I'm like this. I know what happened. They're doing exactly what you taught them to do. You train them this way, and now that's what they're doing. You told them the negotiable thing was church and Christian community and fellowship. You said that was the thing that was optional. These other things, your education, your sports and activities, your music, your arts, those were critical. Those were central. But the faith that now is going to lead you through eternity, that was optional. It's like, you know, I don't want to be a jerk but then I remember, I'm not the one being a jerk. Please, parents, understand this is so important. It is about, it's, it, and you go, oh, it's just, they can get the sermon online. They can get the blah, blah, blah. I, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay, I think teaching and I think corporate worship is really important. I'm talking about being connected in community, where their closest friendships are people of faith, where their, their values and their faith is being affirmed and they have that strong support system where when they have a friend who they want to see come to Christ, they have a place to come and a group of friends to connect them with and to help them kind of minister to their friends. And it's just normal. We've got to model it for them. And we've got to help them walk in that. And then what about a life of ministry and service? It's not all about you. It's not all about serving you. God gave, he gave us gifts. He's called us to serve. He's called us a life of mission. We get to be part of the Great Commission. So I want them to learn to serve the poor. I want them to learn to serve their community. I want them to learn that in the course of everyday life, God has people all around me, and I can be a minister to them. I want this to be normal. It's just the way they see the world. And that happens by example and by raising them up. This is how you teach them to train him up and to teach your children to trust him daily. See, the secret to raising fearless kids is learning to be faithful parents. Number three is train them up in the way they should go. And I want to focus on this word training and on how they're going to go. Okay? So first, and you can jot these down. Train them up in the way they should go. Teach them. Number two, show them. In other words, lead by example. And then number three, let them practice. Let them practice. You know, when we teach leaders around here, we we have this simple model for for group leadership and and how to train a leader. And it's just a simple coaching model. And it goes like this. It's, I do, you watch, we talk. So if it's group leadership or whatever it is, you want to train someone or something, I do it, you come, you watch, hang out, you watch, and then we'll talk about it. What'd you think? What'd you notice? And then I do, you help, and then we talk. 
And the we talk part is really important. And the next is you do, I help. Now, I'm the helper. It's their deal now. I'm just helping them. But then we talk. And then it's just you do, I watch. And then we talk. And now it's just you do. That's a great model for training your kids or training a disciple or training someone for any kind of leadership. It's a relational model of leadership development training. And so this is what I'm talking about. You teach them. Here's the principles of the Here's the word of God. And then you do have them in church. You do have them in environment where they are being immersed in the word of God. You have that in your home. You expose them to that. But then you show them. You lead by example. And then this is so important. You let them practice. You let them practice. You don't make them wait to leave your house and be on their own before they get to try leading, doing life, taking bold steps, making mistakes, all of them. Uh, as a, a horse person, I grew up training horses. It's the idea of the reins. And I'm, my goal as a good parent, because when they're real little, I got the reins, and they're just riding along with me. My goal is before they leave my house, those reins should be pretty squarely in their hands. So that by the time they're 18, 19, 20, they've got those reins. And now I'm, I'm coaching. I'm a friend. I'm a sounding board. I'm a resource if they want that. But they're leading their lives. See, what I don't want is to, for them to wait until they're out of our house and then they're trying and it's the first time they've ever tried. We have to let them practice. Let them practice leadership. Let them face challenges while they're still in your house. Mom, can you do this for me? Nope. Dad, will you do this for me? No. It's not my assignment, it's yours. No, that's a great idea. You should do that. Well, will you do it for me? No. No, but I, will, I, I look forward to seeing how it goes. If I can help in some way, reasonable, let me know. I'm not going to do it for you. Let them, you, you know, have you ever noticed, if someone can get a win, someone who even is struggling in life, you help them get a win, a victory, oh, that can change a person. Let your kids have some wins of their own while they're still at your house. Let them have some challenges. Let them have some failures. I'd like to be there to help coach and to help mentor through a failure. Well, what did we learn? You know, I mean, there's, so that they learn a productive, hopeful, helpful approach to failure. That doesn't define you. That just defines one way you're not going to do it. Okay, try another. What did we learn? And you're literally coaching them through while they're in your home so that by the time they go off to college, you know. They know the word of God. They're people of faith. They know how to solve problems. They know how to deal with people. They know how to fight their own battles in a healthy, productive, relational way. And you're confident. Train them up. That's what training means. See, the secret to raising fearless kids is learning to be faith-filled parents. And the last one, I'll close with this, so important, refuse fear. I don't care if the rest of the world thinks fear is fashionable. They're wrong. They're wrong. I don't know when being afraid, avoiding risk became virtuous. But somewhere along the way, there are a whole group of people who think that's virtuous. It's not. Refuse fear. Have you ever seen a parent, and and maybe if you're honest, you have at times done this with your kids, or maybe you've seen someone do this, take out their anger on their kids when it wasn't their kids' deal, but they have anger. Maybe it's from their parents, or maybe it's from what's going on at work. They're frustrated, or frustration in the marriage, and they take that anger out on their kids. And we would all look at that and go, that is wrong. That is dead wrong. How about taking out your fear on your kids? 
I think there's a lot of us as parents who struggle with taking out our fear on our kids. It's like we're afraid, and so we're going to make sure our kids are afraid too. And we're going to pass that on, and we're going to try to make our fear a little bit less by controlling every aspect of their lives and by, by teaching them that the world is a dangerous place and they have to be afraid. Instead of teaching them, don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's what we should be teaching them. Refuse fear. Don't pass on your fear to your children. And the way to do that is to right now decide, I am going to be a faith-filled parent. I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to be involved. I'm going to train them, be very active in training. But I'm also going to know, man, they're God's. And the same God who's taking care of me is going to be there for them. And I'm going to slowly take those reins of control in their life and hand them over to them so that by the time they're ready to leave my home, they've had those reins. And they are now following the Lord as a believer, not just through me. They're their own believer. They have their own faith relationship with the Lord. They've had some of their own wins and even some losses that God has walked them through. That's how to raise fearless kids. We got to refuse fear, man. And it's not easy because the world says you got to be afraid, you got to be afraid, you got to be afraid. Just know the world is wrong. Scripture says fear not. Be anxious for nothing. Don't be afraid. That's Pastor Sean Azaro. You've been listening to Reaching for Real Life Radio. And if you'd like to hear this full message in the series called Fear Not, it's available right now on demand at reachingforreallife.org. And we'd also love to hear from you on our Contact Us page, or even better, your financial gift helps this radio ministry continue. Find the Donate tab at reachingforreallife.org. But of course, you're invited to visit and join us at River City Community Church, located on Lookout Road right behind Rotama Park, right next to the Real Life Amphitheater. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-490-5262, as Reaching for Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. And we hope you join us again next time as you travel the road to real life.